Hey now, welcome to Drupal Easy Podcast number 213. My name is Mike Anello, and joining me today is longtime Drupal Easy Podcast co-host, although I think today we're going to take off your co-host hat, Ted, and put on your guest hat. Sure. I like the hat. Um, going good. Good to be on. I should say Ted Bowman, in case anyone who's new to the podcast. So, Ted, you are you work with Acquia in the office formerly known as the Office of the CTO. I know that it has a new name that I can't remember. What's the uh, what's your title and, and rank? So we just I don't know if it's official. Maybe it's official. Maybe I'm announcing it. Uh, we have sort of changed the name of the people who work on sort of Drupal can contribute back to Drupal to the Drupal acceleration team. Um, and the, yeah, so DAT team. And you're required to wear track shoes at all times. <laughs> Not track. Why? Oh, is it because it's, uh, I don't know. Acceleration because you're so fast. Ah, yeah. No, we're just trying to, you know, do our part to help move stuff forward in Drupal. So maybe not track shoes. Maybe you guys are required to watch one of the 13 Fast and Furious movies every day. Yeah, we always have that on in the background. That's another form of acceleration. Yeah. Man, I just hadn't thought of all these. Hmm. Well, we're going to talk to you today not about forms of acceleration. No. But rather, Layout Builder. Yes. Which you apparently are intimately um, uh, familiar with. I've been working on it, so I'm, I'm familiar with lots of parts of it. All the parts that I've touched, I'm familiar with. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about like what Layout Builder is, how Layout Builder is going to become our new overlord, and um, a couple of of uh, posts that Dries posted recently on his blog about Layout Builder, and one that you just reminded me of um, about uh, accessibility with Layout Builder as well. Yeah. So before we do that, that's the tease. That's to get people to continue to listen. Let me mention our sponsor, mydropwizard.com. If you have a Drupal 6, 7, or 8 website and you are tired of doing all of these security updates and module updates yourself, well, mydropwizard.com is here to help. Um, for a monthly fee starting as low as $99, they will handle all of that stuff for you. They will make sure all of your core and contrib modules are up to date. They'll make sure your, your site stays online. If you have a quick question about um, a well-used contrib module or anything in Drupal core, they will help you with that as well. They'll even do basic one-off maintenance tasks. If, if you, know, you look at a page on your site and something wonky is going on, um, they can help you with that as well. All site plans include a full site audit when you initially um, start working with them, 24-hour response time, uh, complimentary hosting if you so desire, as well as a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you can learn more about everything I just mentioned um, at mydropwizard.com. That's mydropwizard.com. All right, Ted, let's do this thing. Um, yeah. Who's completely new to the phrase layout builder in Drupal core? What the heck are we talking about? Um, so layout builder is a visual preview and layout building tool. So um, if you're familiar with Drupal core and you know one of the first place you would see it is the manage display tab. There's a little option there to say use layout builder. Well, you have to have the module enabled first, obviously. Yes. And when there was actually a um, right 
or at first it was like it sort of took over stuff automatically, but now you have to actually opt in any particular bundles over like articles. You have to say, I want to use Lay Upload on articles. Um, and that's basically because people may, you know, have custom templates for the whole, say, for articles. And so we don't want to just take that over um, without people thinking about it. Well, here, let's take a step back, though. I want to go even, even further back. You know, when we're talking about layout in Drupal core. Yes. What problem is Layout Builder attempting to solve? Or maybe I should say what problems is Layout Builder attempting yeah. to solve? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the problems is that in core, well, basically a lot of people would install panels or panelizer or uh, display suite because having the ability to sort of organize your fields, one for the defaults like articles, is really limited in Drupal core. Right, so basically one column and you can you can change the order. Yeah, and you can't really bring anything related into that. So if you wanted to say, on all my articles, I want a view of related articles or I want a view of um, just like top news on the site on the right every time you look at an article, you could do that at on the block layout in the block yeah block layout page but it's totally separate and you'd have to do the conditions to say show this one on articles show this one on basic pages like one view there and you know uh so it's it's like disjointed or people would do that with panels yeah or people would do that with panels um i think maybe display suite will let you do that um so it's bringing a lot of that functionality into core and and making it also um, so that you can see it. So I don't think panels when you were, if I remember correctly, when you were configuring, say, uh, this is the panel layout I want for articles, it was a form and you didn't actually see stuff rendered when when you were using panels, right? Well, am it I depends right? on the editor because with panels in-place editor, you do. You couldn't use the in-place editor for defaults. Right, for all articles. For, for yeah, like for a, for a specific view mode of a specific entity. Yeah, so Layout Builder gives you the same interface for your defaults that you have for um, for when you want to override. So um, so yeah, and the other problem that it tries to tackle is that you don't want particularly you have these customers or you have these. I guess sort of structured templates that you want, say for all users or all, all articles or a term page or maybe a, a commerce product. And you want all of them to look like that. Um, you want the fields in a certain way. You want certain stuff that's not the particular entity brought in. So for a particular hat, you know, for all hats you want to bring in, have you also thought about buying these hats or something like that? Um, so it allows you to do that, but there will be some cases where you're saying, oh, for this particular piece of content or this particular product, I want to change the layout slightly or dramatically. Like maybe I want to not show these related hats on one particular hat that you know, stands on its own and you know doesn't need any related hats or something like that. Or um, the example we used in the, the blog post that Dries did about the layout builder recently is you have a product and it goes viral or a video about one of your products goes viral and you want to change the layout for that particular product and you want to add that video um, maybe right under the description 
um, where maybe your products actually don't have a video field and you could go back to your um, site builder and say, hey, could you add a video field to this um, product type and then have your content authors fill out that field? Um, but if you just want somebody who's in charge of sort of the being able to override any particular piece of content and easily just be able to say, oh, I'm going to just like add a video here, um, you can do that. So, you know, what we're, what we're talking about here is, and maybe you don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it, is it, it seems like that layout builder's goal is to, you know, take the place of what display suite and panels is doing. Oh, for I mean, well, I guess there'll probably be use cases for both, but I think, you know. Greatly reduced, though. I mean. Yeah, and the people who, the developers of panels and display suite have been, um, you know, working uh, with this process. Uh, so it started off with the layout initiative to have layouts in core, but not really a use for it. But then panels and display suite use these layouts. Um, and then we're bringing in a lot of stuff for panels and panelizer um, into core. Yeah. So this is really interesting because I kind of, I've been aware that this has been the direction things have been going. And I played with, as we talked about a little while ago before we started recording, I played with Layout Builder on and off over the past, you know, six months or whatever, however long it's been, it's been experimental. Um, but it wasn't until I read Dries's blog post, or should I say your blog post? <laughs> There's quite a, quite a few more people who helped with that blog post. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the only one who got the co-author credit there. So anyway, that was nice. It wasn't until I read the blog post where I really kind of something clicked for me, and where I realized that oh, their layout builder is attempting to solve the three, you know, probably in my opinion most common use cases for layout, and that's for number one, just for landing pages. Yes. You know, kind of one-off, you know, either the homepage or, or, or a section homepage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Number two, taking over the layout of a view mode of any entity. So that when you go to manage display and you click one of your view modes, rather than just being limited to one column or rather than using panels or display suite to, at, to add layout to that view mode, that's, that, you know, that's another thing that Layout Builder um, is looking to do. And then the third one, which I had no idea um, about or just it wasn't really on my radar, was the one-off entities. You know, where you know, maybe Layout Builder is handling the, the full content view mode of a particular content type. But as you said, there's a particular node that belongs to that content that is special and needs to have its own special layout. But Layout Builder is kind of designed to be able to handle that as well. Yeah, I mean, for any, you basically... Once you do an override, say you have an article and you're just like, oh, I want to, first you have to have the permission and then you, it has to be enabled for articles. But if you, if those two things are, are, have happened, then you can just, you basically get the starting point of where the default is and you can totally radically change it. Um, you could remove everything and start over and not put anything related to your note on it, which you probably would not want to do that. Um, but you could reorder fields, you could hide certain fields, you could add fields that weren't, you know, you don't usually display. Um, you could add custom blocks. You could add um, sort of inline inline blocks that are only, you could add existing custom blocks or make a 
um, new custom block just for that one. You could bring in a view that's not usually on articles. So yeah, you basically get everything you have on the defaults um, per per entity if you want it. So let me ask a couple questions here. If someone downs a if someone has the latest version of, of Drupal Core, which is what eight two at the moment, is that is that the latest? Eight six two. Yeah, what's the absolute or eight six three, eight six four? I don't even know where we are right now. Let me let me somewhere check. along there. Eight dot six dot four as of today is the latest. Um, Scout Builder is an experimental module. Yeah. Of those three main use cases we just talked about, landing pages, view mode layouts, and kind of one-off node or entity layouts, are all three of those um, types of functionality available to some level? Yeah. All, all of them are under 8.6 right now. I think what is going to happen probably soon, and I may be wrong about that, is 8.6 may stop progressing for a layout builder because, and I could get this wrong, but basically with experimental modules, um, usually what happens is uh, it we're developing it on 8.7, but everything gets ported back to 8.6 because it's all encompassed in, in one, one module um, so it should work on either one, but often what happens and happened, I think with setting stray and maybe it's happening with layout builder now is at some point we find some, something we need to change in core to make it work that is not backwards compatible. So something outside of layout builder. And if, if basically layout builder starts to, um, depend on something that's only in eight, seven at that point, we can only really, unless Eight seven may progress more than the eight six version, right? So it seems like a lot of this layout builder stuff, if you play around with it, it utilizes a lot of the settings tray module stuff, which you have talked about previously on a podcast. Yeah, so it relies on like the off canvas dialog part of settings tray. So you don't have to have settings tray enabled. Um, actually, you don't have have settings tray enabled to use that off canvas dialog in your contrib modules. Uh, Okay, so clearly I'm confused. So what's the difference between the off-canvas dialog and the settings tray module? So settings tray uses the off-canvas dialog to give you quick configuration of your blocks, basically. All right, so I think I have a nomenclature issue here. So when you say the off-canvas dialog, that's part of Drupal core, and that is used by the settings tray module. So I shouldn't be saying settings tray. I should be saying off canvas dialogue. Yeah. So that's basically another, just another dialogue like the modal dialogue, um, except for it comes with a administrative CSS reset. So that the idea is um, that when you open it up, it should look the same on, it should look like your backend kind of, if, if you're using seven, it doesn't, um, other themes could make it look like their theme, but if you're just using core seven, it should look sort of like your backend forms. And also, it should not be affected by front-end form. So it gives you the idea that you're editing configuration. Right. And when you say Core 7, you're talking about the 7 admin theme. Yeah, Core 7 admin theme, yeah. All right, very good. So you mentioned that there might come a time where new changes to Layout Builder no longer show up in 8.6, but 8.7. So is the plan for Layout Builder to graduate from experimental to full module status in Drupal 8? Point seven. Yes, I think, yeah, I think that is the, we're trying to get stable 
in this release cycle. Hopefully not like at the last minute in seven, but hopefully like, I won't say soon, but early next year, hopefully early ish next year. Um, and then, yeah, in seven, when you download eight, seven, it will not be an experimental module. I'm pretty sure it won't be turned on in the standard profile, but it's, I suppose that's something we could do. Um, and I guess we could do it potentially because it doesn't take over any managed display until you turn it on. So if we had layout builder and standard profile, which I, I actually don't know if there's talk about that, it wouldn't affect your site until you actually start to use it. So you mentioned a minute ago that some of the contributors of the layout builder project, you know, have backgrounds with the panels module and, or the display suite module. And Dries alluded to something in the blog post that really caught my eye. And that's the fact that there might be, or there's work ongoing on a migration path from panels to the new layout builder stuff. You know, that's really interesting as someone, you know, in my position who builds, who's currently building Drupal 8 sites with panels. Yeah. So, um, Right now, who's uh, Adam Honich, uh, Fina Proxima is working on that. Um, so he is the Lightning developer, and Lightning uses panels and panelizer extensively. He's working to make sure that anybody who's using Lightning and want, and I think Lightning four point something or other is going to use uh, Layout Builder um, for layout instead of panels and panelizer, and so he's working and I think uh, other people are working on the panels to panelizer upgrade to layout builder. So I think there is certain stuff that layout builder does not support. Um, I'm trying to think of, Oh, so one case that I think it does not support is panelizer in the overrides can override any view mode. Um, so let's say for, you could have a particular node like node, two through three, where you want to say, I not only want to change the layout or the, the panels configuration for the full view, but I also want to change the teaser. Um, so right now, and I don't think there's work on this, you can't do that with layout builder. So, um, I'm not sure what the status of that will be. It may just inform you like, okay, you know, these settings aren't, can't go over or something like that. Or it, potentially somebody could make a contrib module that does use a layout builder for that. It's not particularly hard, probably. I won't say it's not hard, but there's <laughs> nothing. The way layout builder is made, it shouldn't be impossible. That's really cool news. You know, the fact that there might be a migration path from panels to layout builder sooner rather than later. Yeah. So it's, um, I'm thinking that the migration path is sort of based on panels in eight uses the same layouts um, and you potentially put the same type of stuff in there that you would in layout builder. So it's the idea of like, okay, let's take the layout that you're using in panels and now say you want to use that for a section in layout builder and add all the same stuff in there. I'm probably grossly oversimplifying that, but it's possible and it's more, I guess the fact that, that a while ago panels switched to using the core layout API makes it something that's not, not impossible. 
So obviously, this new layout builder uses the layout discovery module. Yeah. So how about on the display suite side of things? Have you heard any rumblings about a migration path from display suite layouts to layout builder? I haven't. I haven't heard anything about that. Um, so I, it's probably possible for the same reason that they are also using layout discovery. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard about that. So Ted, tell me, and I would like the answer to be yes to this question. Is this going to be the end of people using the paragraphs module to build landing pages? Uh, That's a yes. No. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> people love paragraphs, um, and I'm sure... So what we have in layout builder that is analogous and probably not a complete one-to-one, -one, but is similar to what people use or one of the use cases for paragraphs, I'm sure there's tons is we have the ability to add custom, custom inline blocks, meaning that, uh, when you say, if you, how, how you might replace a landing page workflow from paragraphs to layout builder would be, and we could make this better, but the way I would think about it now is you make a content type and you add no fields and you remove the body field and you give uh, people the permission to add um, layouts or to override the layout. Um, and you don't make anything in the default layout for this landing page content type. So then anybody who has permissions can go in and just start adding anything they want to that page. Um, so if you were trying to do the paragraph style workflow, you would just make all your content, your custom content block, custom block types, the same types of bundles as your paragraphs. And then you would just start adding them. Now, one thing you could do that you can't do with paragraphs is I think in paragraphs, usually you're just adding them sort of in a single column. Um, but this way you could add different layouts, like a three column, add your add each of your custom blocks. Yeah, you can there. use the bootstrap paragraphs module to do that. There's some um, column paragraph types in that module. So um, so that would be similar functionality. Um, yeah, so I guess what we don't have in core now is we're trying to figure out the permissions. Uh, so for right now, there's just sort of like an overall permission of, you know, you can configure any layout. But there's an issue to figure out like how fine grained we want that. Um, so right now the workflow wouldn't work well because you'd have to you couldn't really segment it per content type, which you probably would want to do. Um, but yeah, we're looking at sort of how to make that possible. And there's a mod a contrib module called um, Layout Builder Restrictions, which adds more fine grained control over like what kind of stuff you could add. So if you wanted to do a sort of workflow where somebody could only add these custom blocks and no, they can't add views. They can't ha add anything else. You could do that with the layout builder restrictions module. So tell me about this uh, layout initiative. It's been around for a while. I'm not sure how long it's been around for. Can I say one other thing about paragraphs? You love the paragraphs module. Don't let me stop you. <laughs> uh, one thing I had thought I, I talked to, and I'm going to, uh, uh, not remember his name right now, Dieter or something. He's like, he's the CEO or of MD systems. 
which I think is a big developer of paragraphs. Anyways, I talked to him at Drupal Europe and I suggested, and I have a experimental mod, like a, just a local repo I need to push out somewhere that you could perhaps make a module that allowed you to add paragraphs directly into layout builder. Oh, and no. I'm not sure. Why would I... you want to do that? That does not sound like a good idea. <laughs> All right. Never mind. You could, you could cross this from the, but the thing is there's a lot of people that have a lot of invest in paragraphs. So, Oh no, don't get um, me wrong. I have nothing wrong with the paragraphs module. Yeah. I just don't see it as a very effective tool for landing pages. As a WYSIWYG okay. replacement, fine. Okay, I get yeah. it. But using paragraphs for everything, I mean, I believe that's a slippery slope because you can very quickly move away from having structured content. Yeah. So paragraphs module has a place, you know, in my opinion, as a WYSIWYG replacement, but not a whole lot more than that. It can do a really good job as a WYSIWYG replacement. Yeah. And I think the same thing with layout builder and custom blocks, you could definitely abuse that in the same way you want, you could abuse paragraphs, but yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the layout initiative for a second. Yeah. So at this point in time is layout builder pretty much the sole focus of the folks involved in the layout initiative. I think so right now. I mean, it's, uh, it's accumulation of, you know, the layout discovery, um, um, maybe field layout was part of that at one point. Right. Um, don't you don't use field layout. Uh, that's wait what? Uh, don't use field layout. Don't use field layout for managed display. Um, right now. Um, and but I think layout builder right now is sort of the the pr progression of that of that layout initiative work. Okay, hang on. To me, based on what you just said, it sounds like. Layout Builder is going to replace what Field Layout currently does. Yes. So it's very hard to remove experimental modules from core, but Field Layout is, I think, beta status? Oh my God, if I, I could be wrong about that. No, no, it's still listed as experimental. It seems like there's an awful lot of overlap between what Layout Builder is bringing and what Field Layout currently does is that accurate yes the one thing that field layout does that layout builder doesn't and i'm not saying to use it for this because it's experimental module and you shouldn't be using it in production and there's no as far as i know there's no work going on to get it to stable um right now is it it lets you do the manage form tab Oh, that's right. Um, form mode. So you can't, you can't do forms with Layout Builder, and I don't think there's any um, momentum to try to get it to work. It's very difficult to do that. Um, so, but it is beta, and it is so. I you know I would not say to use it in production. Yeah. So Ted, so how many people are actually involved in the Layout Initiative on a day to day or week to week basis? Yeah, I mean, I would say dozens of people probably actively. Um, and I kind of have like a, probably a window on the issues that I've been working on. Um, so there are definitely a, a fair amount of people working on the issues that I've been involved with. Um, the coordinators are, uh, Tim Plunkett and Emily Nouveau. And, um, they they work with me at the DAT team at Acquia. Um, 
but there's a layout channel in Slack and you'll see a lot of people there. That's kind of like where we work together. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people, um, there's a lot of people in and out on the issue. I think over the time that I've been there, people will come in for, you know, a month or something like that. Um, and I think there, you know, there are a lot of people that are using layout builder or planning to use it really soon. So there's a lot of people that have like incentive to get a particular thing fixed or very interested in where it's going. So yeah, there's, I would say there's a lot of people. There was a guy uh, who helped me out a lot with the inline blocks, John Devman. Um, it's been a lot of help. Um, if I, I'm actually looking at the Slack that tells you, you know, like questions, try asking. Um, and Andrew McPherson comes up. He's the accessibility maintainer. So he's uh, giving a lot of great direction on accessibility for Layout Builder. Oh, wow. Um, Look at you. It's like you knew what I was going to segue <laughs> yeah. into. So before I segue into some accessibility stuff, anyone else you'd like to mention? Uh, Chris Vanderwater, uh, who's, I think he is, might be the maintainer of panels right now. He's been involved a lot. Um, obviously, Fina Proxima, because of he's working to make sure that Lightning can use Layout Builder in um, the 4.0 version of Layout Lightning. So he's been working on it a lot. Um, I think Phase 3 is... I th- fa- no, it's Phase 2. <laughs> I was more. thinking, is there like a new version of the company? Phase 3.0? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think they're using it. So Mike Potter has been, been involved. Um, he's been giving a lot of good feedback. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm probably w- would definitely forget a lot of people, but there's been a lot of people who've been helping and jumping in on issues and we could use more people to jump in on issues for, from, and it's a pretty big range from like CSS to JavaScript to, um, just user testing, um, to really low level code stuff. So if people are interested, um, probably, you know, the best way uh, is probably to join the Drupal uh, pound Slack or pound layouts on Slack, um, on the Drupal Slack, and you'll find people who can ping me there if you're looking for issues. Um, we have meetings bi-weekly if, there's, um, if there is uh, something that somebody has posted to talk about. And we have a layout initiatives project page, and we have like the meeting notes where you can sort of say, I'd like to talk about this next, next meeting. Um, if nobody's filled out anything, uh, then we don't have the meetings. Um, if people have filled out stuff or, or one of us has filled out stuff, then, then we, then we have stuff, have a meeting. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. That's someone, someone pinged me and I got just there for a second. I want to circle back to, you know, the big picture of Layout Builder. Um, this is definitely something that, you know, as I said, I've been sort of following it for the past six months. Every time there's like a, a Drupal, you know, like a blog post about it or a release a drawer, I go in there and poke around and check it out. Yeah. But this definitely seems like this is a big deal. Yeah, we like to think so. Yeah, well, let me put it this way. If there wasn't, if we didn't go to semantic versioning with Drupal 8, this feels like a major version release feature, like a flagship feature would be released in like Drupal 9 or 10 or something like that. 
Yeah. And I think, um, I don't know if we've, I mean, we'll see what happens with layout builder. I mean, I think it'll, it'll be good, but I, I think that was one of the benefits of like adding the major features at major releases is we could, you know, like, Oh, wow, look at all the new stuff in Drupal eight. Um, but now I think there have been stuff that, you know, has happened since eight and this will be one of them also. I think that it's like a huge feature that sort of is a game changer and it's, uh, hopefully a game changer as far as like the evaluation experience of Drupal too, because one of the it's really bringing layout to, and I don't want to say like you know, if you're a Drupal developer and you need to apply the page, you know that there's one of three or four ways to do it, mm-hmm. and it's up to you to figure out the best way to do it for your client, the way that you're most familiar with, the most sustainable way. Yeah, but it kind of simplifies that process because it's in core, so and it's yep. well supported, and it covers you know these. Th- very, you know, very common uses. To me, this feels like a really, like a major Drupal release feature that hopefully we're going to have in, what's it, May or April? When's the, when's the... I think it's pushed back to June now. There's something to do with like a, a dependency maybe that that is being released or so pushing the, the release back to match that dependency, yeah. Well, Mike, are you suggesting that we should wait till Drupal 9? No, I'm not suggesting that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, who knows? 8.7 will be. No. Yeah. (laughs) No, we know there's a roadmap. We know it won't be Drupal 9. (laughs) No, it's a big deal. It's just one of those things where when you can, you know, and we kind of all know this, right? We know that when we first put Drupal 8 and there was WYSIWYG in Drupal 8, like, oh, that's nice. It's right there. I don't need to download the WYSIWYG module, then CK editor site and download that plugin, then create that configurable. It's just there. This is kind of, to me, this feels the same way. Oh, I don't need to, you know, I need to lay out this, this entity in two columns. Uh, you know, do I use display suites, panels? Let me look at the big picture, figure out the best way to do this like that. Yeah. That shouldn't be, you know, a, a speed bump anymore. It just, we, we're going to use file builder. And I think also because, um, because it's in core, you know, contrib now can, or, you know, I mean, already contrib is doing this, but once it's released, you know, contrib can start to innovate around it. And you'll always know that, you know, core is very, very conservative about breaking APIs and it just does everything possible ever not to break APIs. So you can don't have to worry so much. Like you have this cool contrib module, say in the future that adds this cool feature to layout builder, you, I think you can be more confident that it will work because the underlying, you know, layout builder is, is after it's stable, obviously is not going to change as fast. Whereas I feel like there was a lot of innovation in panels, panelizer world, and there was like a, a pretty complex um, sort of ecosystem of modules uh, t- to get together to get like this really powerful functionality in the panels ecosystem. So it was a little more difficult to configure in my experience, I think because there were so many modules enabled and people were using panels and panelizer panels everywhere in, in different ways and different combinations. So you had to be a little more, probably took a little more work to get that going. Alrighty. Very good. Um, let's shift back to something we alluded to a minute ago or probably more than a minute ago, but accessibility. Yeah. So earlier this week, 
Uh, we're recording this on December 6th. Dries released a new blog post having to do with Drupal's commitment to accessibility. Mm-hmm. And it ties into the fact that WordPress 5 was just released earlier this week as well. And there is some ongoing controversy about Gutenberg, which is a new editor inside of WordPress 5. Yes. So this blog post that Dries came out with is rather specific to the accessibility efforts around Layout Builder. Yeah. And the fact that one of the gates that is required to release Layout Builder is an accessibility gate. Yeah. So yeah, that's our that's our accessibility gate. Um, and you know we have predefined like a standard. There's an outside standard that we that we meet, um, that we try to meet. There's not like a, a, a board that comes around and certifies us, but you know, the accessibility maintainers, uh, Mike Gifford and Andrew McPherson, they are, you know, they are, that's sort of their area within the Drupal ecosystem to sort of look at new stuff coming out and make help to make sure that it meets these standards and point out where it doesn't and make suggestions and, um, to, to make sure that new features that get in. I think the thing with layout builder is like, it's a big new UI that's added to Drupal 8. And I think it, I mean, I guess besides the off campus dialogue itself, which we got a lot of feedback from the accessibility maintainers, it's the, it's the, it's, it's a very, a big change as far as a big UI. So obviously it's something that we want to make sure is accessible. Whereas there's been a lot of other stuff added to Drupal 8, but it doesn't necessarily like majorly change the UIs that are going to make the site less accessible for people. So we want to make sure that adding this this new UI, we're adding it in an accessible way. So we're not saying, well, only you know 60% of the people are actually going to be able to benefit from this. So we're trying to make sure that anybody who can use Drupal now is going to be able to use the layout builder. So from what you're saying and from what Dre said in the blog post, it's like that these accessibility folks and just the the idea of making Layout Builder accessible, fully accessible, um, well, I'm not sure fully accessible is there, but um, to meet certain accessibility standards, this is not, this is something that has been considered since the game. It's been like, we've thought about it since the get-go, but I don't think we've been doing, I don't think from the get-go we've been doing, we could have done better from the get-go. I would definitely say that. So are you spending, are, are there issues now that you have to, we're circling back and saying we need to fix that because it, it doesn't meet the proper standard? Yeah. I mean, one example of the issue, and I don't want to conflate like accessibility equals keyboard navigation, but um, right now, the way you reorder blocks is you drag and drop them from the with the mouse. And it's funny because uh, as we were talking about it, playing with that with the tab, yeah. to see if I could move a block around on, on this little demo set I have set up. Yes, and you can't right now. Um, so that we have an issue for that, as long as some other um, a bunch of other accessibility issues. Um, so we're looking at when we actually don't have. I've sort of, there's, you know, three ways that we're considering right now. Um, but we're looking at, you know, what is the, uh, what's sort of the, the best way to do it. There's even like a whole issue just on researching drag and drop 
accessibility patterns. And really, I mean, there's not, we're kind of like a, a multi-column, like column row layout builder that is accessible is there's not really much to look at outside of in the web ecosystem that does that. Um, so we're kind of, hopefully we be kind of pushing new ground to do this. Um, that's pretty exciting. So yeah. Yeah. And hopefully we can do it well. Um, so there's, yeah, there's a lot of work to be done on that issue. And a lot of work is just sort of, it's not so much like a technical, I mean, it is a technical programming problem of like, once we figure out the way to do it, you know, we have to, but I don't, I think the big, I don't think that's the big problem of, um, of, of doing something like this. Um, because you want to, cause I mean, actually if it's done well, then it'd actually be something that just not like if you use a mouse, you also might choose to use this way to move blocks because the, because dragging and dropping, you know, it's, it's a big, if you have a really complex layout that might not be super easy. Um, so yeah, so I think we have some good ideas on that and hopefully we'll move forward. And there's, there's, there's other stuff like add block. If there's a bunch of, if you have a bunch of sections on your site, on your layout, there's going to be a bunch of add block links. So for example, we had an issue recently that for the visually hidden part, what screen, like a, a screen reader would see would be add block to, you know, section to region, right. Or something like that. Um, where it's stuff where just having something add block and not having any context to be like, where is this going? So it's, yeah, is, is stuff we're trying to take into consideration now. But we should, and, and probably we should have been doing more from the beginning. But that is what the gate is for, right? I mean, that's the whole point of having the gate. So anyway, I think, I think we're done, right? Have we talked about everything that there is to talk about regarding layout builder as of this moment in time? Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. People should try it out. You know, it's not stable yet, but it's definitely in a point where you can try it out and try out the functionality. Um, if you're, if you want to help, um, just, you know, you can look for Drupal core issue and just filter on layout builder. Um, and uh, if you're interested in accessibility, you can add the accessibility tag to filter on. Um, so yeah, there, we could definitely use a lot of help. Um, try it out. Um, I'll be talking about it at DrupalCon. Um, Un Layout Builder Unleash the Power, I think is the name of the session. Um, so I'm excited to give that talk. Um, so I'll, I'm going to try to give that talk at some camps before then. Um, so yeah. Alrighty, very good. Let's wrap up this podcast and let's try and do it in super fast mode. All right. So we do have a slightly new version of five questions. I'm not going to ask you all five. I'll ask you just a few of those. But beforehand, real quick, Drupal Career Online, our 12-week, three-half-day-week, best practice focused training program. The 13th semester begins February 25th, 2019. We're doing a free one-hour webinar um, a few times before the start date. And that's basically an opportunity for folks to come and get all their questions answered and ask uh, you know, anything they want about the course in order to figure out if it is a good fit for them. The next uh, one of those, well, we have dates in December, January, February, um, and two of them in February, actually. So you can go to drupaleasy.com slash DCO for more information about that. And we're still doing our monthly professional local development with DDEV two-hour hands-on online workshops held monthly. 
You can get dates and times for that at drupalisi.com slash ddev. And Ted, have you read my book yet? No. <laughs> oh my goodness. How dare you? I, I'm hoping I, I you know, I'm hoping to get it for Christmas. Well, maybe it will be underneath your Christmas tree this year. But check it out. It is local web development with DDEV explained, available pretty much anywhere you can buy a book. I recommend the digital copy because you get the updates for free. Florida Drupal Camp 2019, President's Day weekend. Ted, I'm going to assume you're going to be there practicing your new layout builder talk. Uh, are your session submissions still open? Not only are they open, but your session has already been accepted. <laughs> I would like to get down there. Maybe I will. Yeah, that would be awesome. Super duper. Okay, so you are Ted Bo on Twitter. I am Ultimike as well as Drupal Easy. Alrighty, let's go ahead and do four of the five questions. Here we go. Ted, name your favorite movie. Eat, Drink, Man, Woman. Okay, yet another movie that I have never heard of. It's from Taiwan. Did you ever see uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Oh, yes. Same director. Absolutely. Same director, but uh, when he was... I mean, he may still do uh, Chinese language films, but this is when he was doing Chinese language films. Is there yeah. any punching and kicking? No. It's more like a family drama. Hmm. All right. Alrighty, next question. What are you currently streaming? Bojack Horseman. Oh, man. The best show ever. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Now you have my attention again. Best writing. Best writing. What distracts you the most? Uh, podcasts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to try not to be offended by that answer. Not this one. I, yeah, I want to say, I don't want to say it distracts me from work because I don't listen to podcasts while I'm working. But I feel like sometimes I listen to podcasts when I'm doing stuff, wherein I could just like not listen to anything, just more be focused on what I'm doing. Alrighty, final question. Other than Layout Builder, what Drupal project are you most excited about? What am I most excited about? Um, I am excited about... Uh, I am excited about the... Con work though oh, i don't know much about it that's a good answer. but i feel like it from what i understand about the composer stuff is it's kind of like a precursor to a lot of other stuff that we would love to do at some point like automatic updates and stuff like that yeah okay i'm not even going to comment on that and it's not because i don't like it it's because that is a big topic worthy of an entire podcast yeah i'm excited because it seems like it could be huge Absolutely. All right. Well, I think we're done. Let's wrap things up here. As always, thank you to webenable.com and devpanel.com. If you want to catch the podcast, older episodes of the podcast, be sure to go to drupalisi.com slash podcast or search for Drupal Easy in iTunes and or Google Play. Ted, I think we're all set, right? All righty. All right. Well, let's go ahead and end this thing. Ted, get back to work on Layout Builder. <laughs> all righty. And we'll see everybody on the next episode of the Drupal Easy Podcast. See ya!